I'm going to go ahead and shoot on all this fake retribution stuff. Oh, dear Lord, is that what we're going to talk about? Yeah, we're going to talk about how WWE never has had a new gimmick in their life. And they just steal gimmicks from other companies and pretend like it's theirs. On this episode of Jaded Wrestling, we actually watch a TNA pay-per-view instead of flipping through a YouTube watch list. Hold one! Hey, I'm Will. I'm Taylor. Like I mentioned in the intro this week, we finally watched an actual TNA pay-per-view, and man, this was long overdue. Originally, we were going to watch Bound for Glory 2006, but after some technical difficulties, we jumped to Bound for Glory 2012, an easily accessible pay-per-view that I've actually watched recently, and I'm really glad I got to go through it again. Ooh, this is a good one, wasn't it? It really, really was. I, It was funny, when I put it on, I kind of forgot about it for a second because of the intro match, but then once we started rolling, I was like, oh, oh no, yeah. I remember this boy. It was an absolute banger. You're right. In the opening match, we get the whole damn show Rob Van Dam versus this dude who deadass looks like Goku with tattoos. It's an RVD match, so you know it was good, but man, this was only the beginning to a crazy night. Throughout the match, Rob looks great and hits a textbook frog splash to win the X Division title. I thought Rob was just Rob. This was just a typical old, old man Rob match. What more can you ask for? Rob just did his thing, and it was an absolute banger. He really put that dude over, though. He made uh, Goku look good. Yeah, do you don't even know his name? <laughs> I don't remember his name. I probably could have looked it up, but you know that. Well, that guy's not going to follow us on Twitter now. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> After almost every match, we cut to Jeremy Borash. Something about that name. I gotta think of something. Did I watch that? Well, who was he fighting? Oh, no. This is uh, the Borash Corner. Where, where they like flip to this guy after every match, and they're like, hey, either you're going to cut a promo, or I'm going to cut a promo. Oh, is the announcer guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know his name. That's why I was confused. Yeah, he's just standing in front of a TV, and I can't help but remember him pushing the hashtag for t- this pay-per-view. Hashtag TNA BFG. And all I thought of was the BFG from Doom. I like Big uh, Friendly Giant, the Rodal book. I think you're just trying to shout out Big Show again. <laughs> I'll take it. Shout out to that Netflix show they're canceling. Fuck you, Netflix. God damn it, Netflix. <laughs> right after that, we get another title match right out of the gate with Samoa Joe versus Magnus. We're going to take a little bit more time with this because Magnus is a British baby back bitch, but him and Joe go to war. Ooh, they do. Joey is young, too. Don't you want to give young Joe a hug? Yeah. Maybe I will act- suplex you. <laughs> I would not piss off that Samoa Joe. Like I, like Why'd you said, you call no. him that Samoa Joe? That's such a funny way to do it. Because like- you get a younger, more limber Joe in this match. And it was nice to see him thriving like he has in WWE. At one point in the match, Joe gets Magnus in the STF. And dude, John Cena could have definitely took a few notes from him on this one. Yeah. He looked really good the whole time. I was very impressed with his whole game. He came in there super confidently, ready to win. And that's exactly what he did was win. Why didn't they put him over more in WWE? He always gets injured in oh. WWE. That's what sucks. He hasn't had his time to like shine. And plus, Brock Lesnar in such good shit. Is he going to be um, announcing full-time now? Is that his thing? 
his future is constantly up in the air. And he you think does... he'll be the next, like, I don't want to say Taz, because Tad has a kind of decorated career before he was an announcer. I guess Samoa Joe kind of does, too. Oh, yeah. no, He could be the next Taz. Definitely go watch his whole career in TNA. He could have hung up his boots after that and been totally fine. But, you know, he wanted to make it in the so-called big leagues, and here yeah. we are. Well, I thought he was a main roster guy pretty well. So, I mean, he did his thing. What more can you ask for? After a few times trying to get Magnus with a choke and getting reversed, Joe doesn't make the same mistake twice and chokes this boy out. Which is the best part of the whole pay-per-view, is to see that idiot get choked out. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. he. Uh, <laughs> it was a good time. There's nothing worse than that guy. I really did not enjoy Magnus. <laughs> he wasn't a bad wrestler by any means, yeah. but I was, I was there good, for he's Joe. He's a good heel, though. He makes you hate him. The whole time he's like doing all those extra things that are just like, oh, you're such a dick, dude. Just stop. <laughs> you're like, can we just move on? <laughs> Only two matches in, and we've seen some great wrestling from TNA, so I'm sitting here wondering how can they top it. Then Bobby Roode comes up to Butt Rash and cuts a mean promo before going to absolute war with James Storm. I know I called Rash. that last match a war. <laughs> I think I kind of undersold that statement because this was an absolute war. So let me ask and you the- a serious question. Would you rather jump on tacks, or would you rather get hit in the shoulder with a barbed wire stick? Can I go with neither? Is that an option? No. You have to take one, or they take your toe away. Why my toe? <laughs> I don't know. It's just something you don't want to lose. Yeah, no, definitely. I don't I don't want any of the aforementioned things to happen to me. I would like to go with that as my final answer. I think I'd jump on the tacks. The tacks? Yeah. Well, barbed wire probably leaves a scar. I imagine the tacks hurt. But it's not like a long, enduring hurt. Like, it's probably like, oh, Tax stabbed me. And then I would be like, oh, well, take him out. And that's it. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like getting hit by a piece of cactus. But it's not just one tack. It's yeah, like it was like tacks. 45 tacks. They definitely probably didn't feel good, especially in his butt. Have you ever been in the woods and got them pricklies all over you? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's probably what it feels like. I was also... No, no, no. How about this? Let's do a little experiment. I'm going to pour a bunch of thumbtacks in your bed. Go ahead and uh, take a nap on those. Okay. How much money are you going to give me? Zero dollars. Well, I don't want to do it for zero dollars. I'm not that guy on the internet that's like, Juggalos and Juggalettes. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And then it's he for the Juggalos <laughs> and the Juggalettes. Don't I try love, this at home. I do love that guy, though. What's his name? It's, it's super crazy, or it's like... It's not the wrestler. It's superhuman? <laughs> yeah, it's superhuman. That's what it is. You I said think it's super like, crazy. That's a wrestler. No, yeah, it's superhuman, and his name's like his real name's like Jimmy or something like that. He's a living legend. He's an animal. He's an absolute animal. Someone book my man, Superhuman, if you want to come on our podcast. I don't know how to make it work. I'd love to hang out with him. Honestly, I just want to film him jumping through stuff, though. Do you have anything he can jump through? My life. (laughs) He can jump through my life. You can come here, man. We'll give you a home. Maybe. You'll have to pay rent. (laughs) Wait a minute. Don't give him a home. That doesn't sound good. All day, you're going to see him out back just jumping off of stuff to pay rent. Make it... (laughs) It's just like making weird ass videos. Let's do tomorrow. Okay, I'm gonna go jump off the roof onto a pile of fire. You're sitting there drinking a beer on your day off. Your neighbors bang on the door, and you're like, "Hey, how can I help you?" They're like, "There's some idiot on the roof. He's got a flaming torch." I swear to God, if I hear for the juggalos and the juggalettes one more time, he does love barbed wire too. He, lo- I want to know what his planning process looks like. How he goes about like figuring. Well, I've these seen ideas him like out. step on Legos and like jump on like Legos and shit. And I know that hurts because I've stepped on Legos in my kids' room. So I'm sure it's not fun to jump full speed back first into a pile of Legos. 
Just imagine the comparison, though. You know, one day, like, he posts a video of, ah, stepping on Legos. And then the next day, he's jumping through a table with barbed wire and then gets <laughs> hits with a LED light bulb. I wonder if his parents were cool with the Lego thing, and then it just escalated every day, and they were like, at least he's being creative, Francis. I wonder if he ate too many Legos as a kid. I thought you were going to say ants. That seems like the type of person that eats ants. Live his life. Yeah. He's putting out content. He's probably he's definitely more famous. Oh, than he gets us. money off of them Juggalo and Juggalette videos. You know Dude, he does. He does bookings. Speaking of Juggalos, I can't wait to watch them wrestle next week. We'll talk about that more though in a minute. In the video package before the actual match, we get introduced to the special enforcer King Mo, and I still don't know what the point of having him there was. All this dude did was beef with Bobby and James. Well, he stopped him from beating up the ref at one point, and he also I thought the spe- his facial expressions through the whole match were very. Uh, they brought the story more into into view. You know what I mean? Like when he took the DDP on DDP DDT DDP DDP. Just DP. DP? When he took the DP. <laughs> so anyway, he took whatever it was he took onto the steel steps. And the King Mo was sitting over on the side. He was like, God dang. <laughs> and then the wrestler was the wrestler announcer. I guess it's Taz. Yeah. He was like, oh, did you see King Mo's face? He was like, wow, they don't do that in the MMA. I don't think they do. <laughs> Great right. observation. <laughs> this match was a total bloodbath, though. A few minutes in, they're trying to get in touch with a plumber because James Storm is leaking like a damn faucet all over the arena, but somehow still manages to go blow for blow with Rude. How he, many bloody matches like that have you seen, like that bloody? That Because he was leaking. He definitely needed to get a blood transfusion after that match. I don't know how he was like real deal standing. Like He was literally bleeding so much. It was. I was very impressed. Even grabbing... Do you think that's a botch? Like he tries to hit with the razor and just goes too deep? I think so, yeah. There was one point where he actually grabbed a crutch from ringside to assault Bobby with. That was hilarious. We also <laughs> saw a battle of trash can lids between the two. It wasn't like a, a crutch, though. It was like a paraplegic dude's crutch. And then he like handed it back to him, and that guy was the most excited guy I've ever seen. Marking the fuck out. Before we go any further, though, we talked about all the blood on James Storm's face, but we also need to talk about something else on James Storm's face. His weird-ass facial hair. Like, let, who let him do that to himself? Could He's a like, cowboy, baby. Could you try to describe it for me, Taylor? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. I need you to step up to plate. So what do you think? It's like a... He made Jeff Hardy look bad. Oh, poor cowboy. You're doing him dirty, man. He had like a lightning bolt. Uh, so he had a riffraff. Kind of. He had like a lightning bolt boy and then he had just some like it looks like he got in a fight with the razor and like accidentally like someone like started tickling him when he was shaving his face or something it's just a bad time what do you uh when you tickle like a cowboy do you say like anything interesting or you're like coochie coochie coo do you do it with an accent or is it just like regular things i can't recall a time that i've tickled a cowboy so there is that don't play with your rifle while i'm tickling you pretty much you know that's how it goes man Without question, this was my favorite match on the card. I really thought the point where Storm drinks a beer in the middle of the match then hands it back filled with blood was a nice touch. I know Taylor loved this match too, so I'll let him go through the finish. I just want to mention that Storm at one point goes through a table that ends up being the Spanish announce table. But before he does, you see them standing on this super nice like high-tech glass announce table for the main commentary team. It seems a little suspicious to me, man, that the Spanish announce table got that wooden one. I got a shitty table because later on... And someone lifts it up and cracks someone with it, and it's bad wood. It's not good wood. They couldn't even go all in on a nice wood table. They had to get the cheapest boy possible. So, 
He got the tax out. You mm-hmm. want to go that now, that route now? Yeah, just go ahead and. So he got the tax out, and they didn't really know what they were because he pulls out like a weird bag that looks like it holds like dice or something. Like yeah. he's gonna go gamble. And like, what are you doing with that uh, Crown Royal bag? He's just trying to get tipsy in the ring. <laughs> and then he pours it out, and I'm like, oh, it's some thumbtacks. That's pretty cool. But Did don't I just carry a big old bag of thumbtacks around. Don't worry though, there's booze involved. <laughs> so then he gets up on the ropes, and you're like, oh, he's gonna, he's gonna slam him on these thumbtacks. So he goes to slam him, and then he falls because he's a sack of shit. <laughs> Why do they have so many wrestlers with his haircut? Is that a thing? Like, do people dress like that nowadays? It's just their thing, man. Yeah, I like a gelled up haircut. Who are you to judge? I mean, I don't know. I never did the gel. He used to have long hair when they were in beer money together. You did? Yeah. I watched some of that earlier this week because we were going to watch that other pay-per-view. And I think they were wrestling tag team tandem in it. And they were actually pretty good. Yeah, no, they were a great tag team, but they're even better single stars. I think that I think they wrestled someone of worth, too, that I actually was interested in seeing him wrestle, too. So. Bobby Roode's another great example of someone who who had such a great career in TNA. And then when they got brought up to WWE, just they didn't know how to book him. Yeah. He was a definitely a talent in this, though. Like, the whole time I was like, man, he's good at what he does. This was the highlight of the entire card. And I, this, I felt so, Without too. doubt, should have been the main event. I felt so, too. I don't think that they were top star talent, but I think that this was definitely the best wrestling we see all night, for sure. But anyway, so he flips him on the tacks. Then you go nut shot for nut shot. That was after that, wasn't it? Yeah. And then uh, Bobby Roode also grabbed that six-pack. And then he doesn't even try to, like, elbow drop him on the tacks and gets taxed himself. Yep. Fear money's just getting a little too sloppy at that old cowboy man. Oh, you know. Well, they they were both beer money. I know, but he's the beer version. So when he gets, I feel like the beer part's him, and then the money part's the other guy. The cowboy money? Yeah. Cowboy money. Cowboy boss. Cowboy. I like him. Did he go to the WWE? No. He's still in TNA, I believe. Really? wonder what he looks like now. Probably scarred up from all them fucking tack shots he takes. He's got a full beard, I know that. And he's like super beefcake now. That's fair. You think it's steroids? Oh no, he's just he's just putting time in, in the gym. He's drinking a six pack, going and lifting some weights. Yee yee. But yeah, James Storm ends up getting the dub. Would and you rather have a mochiato with uh, with the rude boy, or would you rather ride a horse with the cowboy? I'd rather drink a beer with either or. Well, you can't. You can only drink a macchiato or ride a horse. I'll go with a macchiato. That's fair. I like riding horses. I've only never done it, but it seems like it'd be a good good time. I feel like you used to write in your diary about a horse. I love horses. I'm an equestrian. Do you have any uh, excerpts for us this week? A what? Any excerpts from your diary this week? Oh, man, I do, actually. Day 43. I got up today, and I went and brushed the horses early in the morning. Their hair was mowing in the wind. Mowing? They smelled like fresh lavender and sweet lilac. Today, I'm going to take butter sprinkle out to the trough. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you even question yourself in your own diary. <laughs> I wish my had a horse named Buttersprinkle. You do. It's in your heart. I actually do have a toy horse named Buttersprinkle. <laughs> it's just about break time, and it's starting to become a trend. We're hitting our skip the match this week with Joey Ryan versus Al Snow, so here you go. Let me just say that he doesn't like this match because Joey Ryan reminds him of himself. No. He's like us. Joey Ryan's a sexual predator. Is he really? Yeah. In real life? Yeah actual real life yeah there's allegations against him oh man why do you have to be creepy and actually be creepy that's what i'm saying not that's to mention- a ruiner dude because it was such a cool little idea to have him in there just fucking around and then i don't know who that other guy was big monster that disqualified the match or made him win who was that guy wasn't that abyss 
No, it was somebody Morgan. He was huge. I don't know. I don't know his name, but I've never seen him before, and he was a monster. This dude had to have been all at 6'8", and he was a wrestler. You could tell. Okay, so let me give you the three reasons, even though I gave you the biggest reason. Douchey pirate goatee. This dude thinks he deserves something in the most condescending way, and he uses the phrase, bring sleazy back, and honestly, he really did, because did this dude's a sleazeball. <laughs> also, I resent Joey Ryan for making me want to skip an Al Snow match, but... Since we're on the topic of potentially canceling people, I've also heard horrible things about Al Snow and how he treats women. Really? Yeah, so there's that, too. That's sad. All right, guys, we're back from break, and you know what time it is. This current week in wrestling. And like you got the little preview of in the beginning of the episode, I'm going to let Taylor go off right now because he's got some mixed feelings about Retribution after Monday night when we found out four of the five members, being Mia Yim, Dominic Dijakovic, Dio Madden and Mercedes Martinez. But Taylor had a revelation today, so go off, boy. So let me, before I get into my revelation, so these are all NXT people. Yeah. And they were trying to, they're giving them all contracts essentially now. Well, they're just putting them on the main roster because they don't have too much good shit right now. What? What is that? Why? What do they do to earn this? I mean, they're all really good wrestlers. Mia Yim's also dating our boy Keith Lee, so that might make sense for routing. What? But what is the why bring them in like this? Does that not fuck their career ups right away? Hey man, it worked for the Shield back in the day. That's different. It worked for the Aces and Eights. No, it didn't. They were already established. Bub was already a bad boy by that time, and so was Devon. No, it didn't. None of those other guys are relevant at all. If you watch NXT, they are. Are they? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Who? Dominic Dajakovic, Mia Yim. I mean, Mercedes that's fair, Martinez. but do you want them out? What's going to go on happen with NXT now? Are they going to bring somebody else up? I mean, they don't really need any of those people on NXT. Maybe Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez, but they don't, definitely don't need Dominic, and they definitely don't need Dio. This is annoying. They're just doing the same thing that TNA already did. Why don't you tell us more? Well, this is the thing. So we're watching this pay-per-view, and we have the Aces and Eights. Is that what they're called? The Eights and Eights? Aces? Yeah, the eights and eights. Aces and aces. The aces and eights, whatever their name is. The A and E's. So we're watching it, and the A and E's are coming in and beating up on Hulk Hogan and messing with his daughter and tying up Abyss or whatever his name was back then. Go ahead and tell him. I know you know his real name. I'm blanking. You don't know Abyss's real name? Hold on. Glenn Jacobs. There you go. That's not it, you jerk. (laughs) You jerk. Anyway, so anyway, these guys came in and beat up everybody and tore apart the ring and did this for weeks. And it's the same thing that Retribution did. They literally stole this whole idea from TNA. I want you to just walk everyone through the aces and eights or the A and E's as you like to call them. Okay, so these A and E's, this is a better storyline because they're actually good wrestlers. They aren't just random NXT people that were just like, yeah, you know what? Want a shot? We'll give you a shot. Just take a chainsaw in the middle of the ring and chop it up. How annoying. I have something more annoying for you. What? I swear to God, if The Miz and John Morrison don't fuck right off and leave my boy Otis alone, I will literally assault them. I thought you were really talking about those two guys fucking. <laughs> it seems like they'd be a good gay power couple together. <laughs> I swear, man. They keep on trying to get Otis's money in the bank because they're losers. Yeah. That's about it. Well, just go ahead and talk talk off about how uh, The Miz has done all those Marine movies that aren't, aren't worth shit. Oh, yeah. When I told you about, you know, the Marine 2 through 6, 
I don't even think. No, he wasn't even like in the Marine too. I'm pretty sure that was uh, someone else. The then, funniest part is that he conveniently drops in every time he can. Like he'll just be like at like a brunch, and he'll be like, "What do you want, Miss?" And he'll be like, "I was in the Marine." He was like, <laughs> "How dare you talk to me, the star of the direct movie sequel, The Marine 3. He doesn't ever say the Marine Three though. I think he wants people to think he was in the first Marine, but everybody knows it was John Cena. And that was definitely the only Marine I watched. I didn't watch it. It was it was all right. The Condemned was definitely the best. Listen, WWE I've already movie. seen that. That's Rambo. The Condemned. Those all those movies are just Rambo. I don't need to watch another one of those movies. Wait, no. Have you not? Like, do you not know the plot of the Condemned? No, I thought you were talking about the Marine. No, the Condemned is like, uh, how do I put this? It's like it's like Death Race without cars. What do you mean? How so, do they go through a death race? So they have a bunch of people who are like convicts and stuff and on like death row. And they, they're all from different countries and they drop them on an island and they're like, whoever kills and or survives out of 10 people. Isn't that Mad Max? Yeah. They're already just making remake. They're remaking movies. Kind of like WWE does with TNA. Just remake all their storylines. I mean, so they remade movies. They remade storylines. Let's go, boy. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, so back to these uh, A&Es. So in this one, should we save it or are we at that match already? Let's talk about the match for the tag team titles between Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez, AJ Styles and Kurt Angle, and the champs, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian. Before we go into this, so last week you told me that we were watching the other pay-per-view, and I started watching it, and I got a big dose of Big Mex or whatever his name is, or Sweet Mex, the big guy, Hernandez. Uh-huh. He's awesome, dude. I hate his tattoos though. Like that first match I watched, he was like, I don't, he's not the same in this one, but he was like the enforcer. So he was like fighting like a ton of small people and just tossing them all over the ring. So he was beating up Chavo back then and now he's with Chavo. Yeah. Kurt looks so fucking good in this match, man. He's straight slang and suplexes and paired with AJ, it's a dream team. Yeah, you're right. AJ looks great too. Do you think it, Kurt makes him look better or he's just that good? I think they're both that good. The majority of the matches wrestled between what feels like the champs and the dream team, as I'll call the two. But then Chavo wrestles for literally like 25 seconds and hits a frog splash to take the titles from the champs after Hernandez hits, and I quote, a border toss to Daniels. I love that. I love that Chavo got his little shot in there. Otherwise, then he said, Viva la raza. This one's for Eddie. <laughs> Is it just me, though? Or did it seem like Chavo and Hernandez were like barely in that match? They weren't in it very much at all. I remember one other because spot. Because they were talking about at the beginning the champs coming in in the orange and black to like diss Taz. So basically, they just avoided Chavo the whole match. Even the announcers. They pretended like they weren't even there. Okay, so I'm glad I wasn't alone in that, though. I thought I was going crazy. I didn't think I saw them in that match almost at all. Barely. Barely. It was. It basically was because AJ Styles was so phenomenal, though. On top of that, Kurt Angle just like I said, slang and suplexes. Kurt wasn't in it until the end, though. Like the whole beginning was AJ. It was like fifteen minutes of AJ and like six minutes of Kurt suplexing people. But when Kurt came, he came. He came. Came a lot. He came all over the place. Yeah, there wasn't a drop of that ring that was left that he hadn't covered. Y'all ready for more showdowns over gold? Well, how about one for the TNA Women's Knockout Championship? We get a match between Tara and Miss Tessmacher. I said this the last time we saw her wrestle, but Tara, Tara, however you pronounce it, is such a good wrestler. If you don't know who I'm talking about, she wrestled as Victoria in WWE. 
I've seen a lot of impressive stuff for the knockouts division, actually, and this match definitely meets that bar. It's not super high, but we see the title change hands when Tara hits a Widow's Peak to Tess Mocker in an impressive showing. After the match, Tara introduces her Hollywood boo, Jesse from Big Brother, whoever the fuck that is, and Taz marks the fuck out. I'm glad that I didn't know who that was either. I thought it was going crazy and it was like a random wrestler, but I'm glad it was not. And the, it was just some dude from Big Brother that decided to come make out with a wrestler. The only person who actually did know who it was was Taz. And I swear to God, he probably tried to get his autograph after the show. Yo, have you ever watched an episode of Big Brother? No. I've seen about three seasons. Not that season, apparently. But I've seen about three seasons of Big Brother. It was a great show. I bet it's not. I bet it is. I bet you should give it a try, and I bet you'd be hooked. You'd be in, like waiting for the next episode of Big Brother. You know, to quote the announcers, though, let's move on to something more important. Wait a minute. You don't think Big Brother's important? No. <laughs> There's a TNA Hall of Fame? I guess so. Sting's in it if there is. The only member of the TNA Hall of Fame. And then he gets beat up. That's why they don't induct people in the TNA Hall of Fame anymore, because ENA beats them up every time. Speaking of ENA, we get what was treated as if it was the main event, even though it's definitely not. We see Bully Ray and Sting versus the masked Aces and Eights. I thought it was funny that Bully Ray definitely had original Sting face paint on during the match, while Sting's over here looking like the fucking Joker. This was a cool little match, but I've actually seen it a few times on the TNA stream, so I'm kind of over it. Do you have anything you want to talk about it, Taylor? Oh, I have a lot to say. Okay, so, so yeah, go off. These guys come in in mask with a guy with abyss tied up, and they chain him to, like, a guardrail, and they do everything they can do illegally the whole time. Beating up people, kidnapping people, robbing people, assaulting people... And then they follow all the rules of a tag team to a T. Like, neither one of them will enter the ring while the other one's in it. They're waiting for a tag. These are the most heinous villains in the world. And they succumb to tag team rules. The only thing that defiles us this is, is F- the, the art of tag team wrestling. I'm just so convinced that this could be an anime. Like, just like Yu-Gi-Oh, everything's decided by, like, a card game. Everything's decided by a tag team match. Like, the most ridiculous <laughs> people... Just dastardly, but then... Stealing grandfathers and taking away souls. But just the utmost respect for the rules of the match. <laughs> I think they've done this in, like, a luchador form, like an anime already. Where it's, like, the bad guys all, like, follow the luchadorian rules. Is it luchadorian? Yeah. What if I told you this was a plot of Nacho Libre? <laughs> it is. Jack Black's just not in it. Instead, it's Sting. <laughs> and Bully Ray. <laughs> okay, Bully Ray is probably Jack Black. That's fair. So you don't want to go off any more on this match? You don't uh, got a lot sitting in you? I, I'm going to go over the finish here in a second, but I feel like there's a lot brewing just in the, I don't the know. middle I, of the boy. I felt like there was a lot of stuff that was just like kind of stale. Especially, I think Sting is the most stale wrestler in the world. So every time he's on, I'm just waiting for him to do the stinger, which is the most boring finisher in the world. He's like always like, oh, there's the stinger! When they did that recap of the Hall of Fame and you know Sting getting inducted, there was that speech from Dixie Carter where she was like, every year I just pressured him into wrestling more. And I was like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have. <laughs> for, for, you know, she gets a bad rap. For good reason. I know. But let her just be yourself. She wants to hoe around. Let her hoe around. Dumb hoe. There ain't nothing wrong with hoeing around, man. The finish comes when the Aces and Aids overtake Bully and put him through a table for the win. Wait a minute. Don't don't stop to forget to talk about Hulk Hogan being a superhero. Give me a minute. You're running a little early, boy. Afterwards, more members come out and start going to town until Hulk Hogan comes out to save the day. And man, does he look weird as hell. 
He takes off his shirt and he has an unusual body, which is not uh, the unusual thing for a 60-year-old to have. But also not the Terry we know and love. Kind yeah. of. Do we love him? I, I love don't. him. I know you don't. So he comes out and he lays out everybody with a, a dynamic super punch that only a superhero can do. He's just like, whack, you're dead. Whack, you're dead. Whack, you're dead. Go back to the amateur leagues, bitch. Yeah, you know, he's just jobbing these boys out. <laughs> job, job. Drop, drop, drop. Do you think he says that when he knocks people out with one punch? Do you think he's like, hey, job. You just hear buried <laughs> coming down. That's hilarious. Yeah, and that that infuriated me that it was just like he punched everyone once. and they were You like, know what's not a job, though? Bo Rega gets to say, I screwed your daughter to his face, and he can't do anything about it. You're jumping a little too early. No, we're not, man. That's important to the story. We already finished this. It's not. No, we didn't because they like single out that one guy and, you know, they unmask him and stuff and it ends up being Devon. Yeah. And everyone's like, whoa, we've been bamboozled. But as we come to find out, we're even more bamboozled when we find out Bully Ray has actually been a part of Ace's Nates. But we should. The entire time. The thing is, like, I don't know when Taz joined in the ranks, but what a weird thing to sneak him in there. The announcer. No, that makes sense. Have the announcer on your side. They're yeah. taking over, baby. Yeah, that's fair. Wait till you see Michael Cole join Retribution. He'll probably do something weird, like pull his nipples out or something. Or maybe he'll be the anonymous Raw GM again. <laughs> we get to see Butt Rush's corner one more time when Austin Aries cuts an amazing promo before the main event for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. You marking a little bit for Austin Aries, brother. Dude, I know he gets a bad rap, but honestly, Austin Aries was very underrated. He was another guy that WWE botched. I don't know what it was. There's about- a bunch of guys that look exactly the same. How do you sell the same guy over and over again, though? You know what I mean? Like he is, there's seven or eight guys that have this exact same still skill set on the main roster right now. Think about it. Dolph Ziggler. You guys like that. The same body type as him. The same style of moves. They're the same wrestler. You can't keep selling the same person over and over again. Well, here's the difference between Dolph Ziggler and Austin Aries. Austin Aries doesn't get concussions all the time. That's fair, but I'm not saying that. Like, think about it. There's so many wrestlers that look exactly like that guy. There's a ton. You can't sell every one of them. You can't. And that's not even... Usually, I'm the one to turn back on WWE and be like, that's bullshit. But... You can't sell the same guy to the masses over and over again. You just can't. But watching this match between him and Jeff Hardy, it's like, how couldn't they do well with him? I can understand you botching, you know, certain people. You don't think Jeff made this a better match by just being determined, like you said? Determined, Jeff? Well, that, I think... I think he pushes him out and makes him look a lot better. I think they both complement each other very well, but then probably the reason why I was so overwhelmed with this match in the best way possible is because you see a style of wrestling from Jeff you don't get all the time. You get a lot of, like, actual traditional working, whereas, you know, this match doesn't rely on a bunch of big, high-up spots. It relies on the fact that he does a bunch of twist of fates and shit like that. I think he always does that. I just think you get distracted by those big spots. Like, in that match where he did the jump off of the last at the I quit match it was 20 minutes of work before that yeah but not just by him this was like balls deep singles competition and he he had to rely on himself not just Matt or someone else man you got some hate for Jeffrey I don't have hate for Jeff I'm just very critical because of how he's used most of the time yeah that's fair all right now let's go on to the important stuff what do you think of the makeup oh man I loved that entire gimmick that intro was probably one of my new favorite Jeff Hardy intros. I do not remember that entrance song, but that boy slapped. Yeah, it's a good song. I think his makeup's funny, though. I was, like, 
kind of busy this week dealing with Gabby's birthday on Monday. And if you're listening to this on Friday, it's actually Taylor's birthday today, too. Yeep, yeep. Yeah, you sound so excited to get older, boy. Yeah, I don't want to. 29 is never going to look good on me. But yeah, so, hey, another week of me telling you that I've had a really crazy week. Because life is crazy right now. But that ain't going to stop us from bringing you content every week, baby. It sure ain't. It sure ain't. Okay, so anyway, let's get back to that Nightmare Before Christmas character, Jeff Hardy. It was very interesting. You you were comparing him to someone else, right? You were saying he was like, he was like he one was of Merrick's like henchmen. Merrick's henchmen in Yu-Gi-Oh. They all had like funny piercings and makeup on their face. They're, all of them did. The shadow guys. What Egyptian god did he carry in his deck? Uh, I don't know. The twist of fate. That's his trap card. Ooh, twist of fate. <laughs> I need this to be known, though, that Jeff Hardy is fighting for his creatures in this He match. had a lot of creatures. When the match starts, though, right off the back, you see Austin Aries is just going out there to bring the best out of Jeff Hardy. I've never seen him get booed before. Jeff got booed this whole match. Yeah, because Austin Aries was that over, and everyone had a sour taste in his mouth from the Bound for Glory incident that we talked about way, way back in the depths of maybe Can six episodes ago. Can you refresh me? You don't remember? Okay. No, I don't. So Jeff Hardy came out super fucked up, and they had to cut the match super early, and Sting was involved, and Sting ended up like taking the title or whatever, and it was just a real bad time. What? Uh, when is that? I'll have to YouTube it later. I think it's 2011. I don't remember off the okay. top of my head. You're putting me on the spot, Taylor. Have you ever seen a match that Sting doesn't win in? I feel like he wins every match. He didn't win this match in this pay-per-view. Uh, Yeah, he did. Then he got beat up after. No, they put him through a table. Uh, they... they put uh, Bubba through a table. Yeah, Bubba and Sting were on the same team. Were they? But Bubba yeah. was outside. Sting was outside the ring, though. But they're, they still... What won. I mean is that if you ever seen him get beat up and lose, like savagely lose and get beat up because i the most everyone i can think of has taken an ass whipping and gotten beat up before except for him he never gets beat up like think about it all the other people that are super over like stone cold watched him get his ass whipped by the rock you just gotta watch young sting that's fair do you think he i don't remember though look remember that lex luger match he yeah didn't but that, get his ass whipped he had he, that's after he took in all his bumps though go watch early early sting really yep Okay, I'll have to check it out. So wait, he took five years of bumps, and then the rest of his career, he was just golden? Pretty much. Isn't that how it always goes? What a dick. Cough, cough, Triple H, (laughs) cough, cough. Hey, man, don't disrespect Triple H like that. He's done the work. So did Sting. (laughs) Not like Triple H, though. Are they comparable? No, but you know what is comparable? The fact that we're still talking about this main event that had a big match feel. Very classic big match feel, Taylor. I loved it. It was a good match. Yeah. I fair. also loved that I was playing Tony Hawk's Underground while watching this match. Yeah, that's fair. It was a great time for all involved. So Jeff Hardy gave you a huge boner when he actually works. Yeah. When he does his job, he does it very well. I'd but, rather him just jump off of something. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> There's a few different potential finishers that are played out, but we see Hardy hit a twist of fate and a swanton bomb combo to become the TNA heavyweight champion and you can see austin aries dies on the inside as he's taking the pin like his eyes are open and he just kind of like rolls his eyes and he's like why the fuck am i putting jeff over right now yeah imagine being a young talent and they make you put over a dude that couldn't even finish a match the year before you know it's just rough but jeff hardy returned to glory because he was bound for he glory. was bound for it man he's bound for it in 2012 you already know you already know so yeah that's pretty much it Thanks for coming out and hanging out with us for another episode of Jaded Wrestling. Sorry about the chaos. We still love you, and I hope you'll listen every week for an hour on in your rest of your life. Especially you, Ireland guy. 
as long as you keep listening to us. If you haven't already, go like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Jaded Rasslin. You can follow our personal Twitters at Godfieri and at TaylorHassler1. And make sure you tell your friends, your mom, and hell, even tell your dog. Keep an eye out for new mini episodes on Wednesday and a new full episode next Friday where we head back to WWE for SummerSlam 1998. Until next time, we'll see you on Friday, brother. Shout out to Mikey Whipwreck. Whoop, whoop.